what's up guys what's going on i'm paul this is pauline theology and uh yeah we're back Um, we're on james and we're in chapter 4 verse 7 through 10 we're continuing our study of what can be considered the wisdom literature of the new testament and uh, it has been demonstrating some very important truths that we should as james says look at ourselves in the mirror recognize it and let us change ourselves by it so let's uh, practice that this morning or this afternoon, or this evening, whatever time it is that you're doing this devotion with me, and um, let's apply those truths to our lives. So, we're on James chapter 4, 7 through 10. If you haven't read it yet, go ahead and check it out, pause the tape, and then come back. If you have, without further ado, here we go. What does James say? Well, he gives us some instructions. These are uh, what we call imperatives means that he is their commands, things that he's telling us we must do. Some people translate these parts as you must, you must. And so what is the first you must? It says you must submit uh, to God. It says uh, submit, you must submit uh, to God. You must resist the devil. You must draw near to God. See, these are the things that we are to do. We must submit. We must resist. We must draw near. And then it also says that we must purify. And then it says, and we must, um, I'm sorry, it says we must purify uh, and we must clean. So these are the things that we are to do. These are the essential things. Matter of fact, he he goes on and he says more. He says we must be wretched or we must um, look at our wretchedness. We must must, um, weep. We must cry. We must... uh, we must become sorrowful. We must humble ourselves. Yeah, these things are the things that we must do. But let's start with the first one. He says, we must submit to God. And so the the last episode, we talked about um, that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Well, now he's telling us Uh, how we can show this humility. And when we show the humility, we submit to God because we're we're recognizing the and placing the authority of God over our lives. We're saying, God, you are in charge. We're humbling ourselves before God by submitting to him. And then in the process of submitting, then we resist the devil. See, these things happen. We talked in the last episode also, friendship of the world is enemy to God. Well, when we submit to God, well, then the opposite of that is resisting the devil. And so automatically when we submit to God, we resist the devil. And then, and, and he gives a promise. He says that he'll flee from you. All right. But then after that, it says that we draw near to God. And another promise uh, that comes about that is that uh, he says he will draw near to us. And so we submit to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. Okay. We draw near to God. He draws near to us. Those are good things. 
Those are the must things that we do. I want to say a little thing, though, about this uh, idea of resisting the devil is that when we submit to God, we are resisting the devil. It's not a thing where we go up and we try and fight Satan. It's not like we go and try and have a fist fight with him, that every um, um, desire, evil desire, every temptation that comes about, we stand firm in the position where we're at saying that we're going to fight you, devil. That's not what resisting in this sense actually means. What resisting in the sense means is that we submit to God and allow him to dictate the actions that we do in resisting the devil, whether that may be running from Satan. Because you see oftentimes in scripture, it says flee, flee from Satan. That is still resisting him. But then there are times that we have to stand up and we have to put our dukes up, man. Okay. But I just wanted to make clear that in every instance, man, in difficult situations that are um, um, more hard or more troublesome for us individually in certain temptations and sins, it is imperative that in submitting to God, we flee from that sin. And that is resisting Satan. But the, the drawing near to him, that is, is a powerful thing too, man, for us to draw near to God. And it says he will draw near to us. But then what does it say after that? He says, and how do we draw near to God? I guess he says, cleanse your hands. He says, purify your hearts. This is how you draw near to God. As you cleanse your hands, you, you purify your hearts. It's because he calls us double-minded. It's saying that uh, we're like, do we want to be with the world? Do we want to be with God? Do we want to serve and be a part of the desires and the lust of the flesh and the eyes? Or do we want to be a part of the kingdom of God, which is first pure and then is peaceful and gentle? Uh, do we want to be a part of that? We've got to make certain be certain of the thing that we want to do and absolute and single mindedness is what we need to do. And then <clears throat> in order to do this, remember we talking about the submitting that God is on the premise of saying that we're humbling ourselves and we receive this grace. Well, it says uh, uh, that we need to be wretched or uh, I think the one author of places says, Look at your sins and weep over them. That's what it means to be humble before the Lord. It says, look at your sins and be weary and sad and, and broken over them. It says, uh, uh, weep and cry out. I was talking with a buddy as we were going through this, uh, and he was saying that that word for cry here is klasate. And, and, and it's uh, used only maybe like twice in the uh, um, uh, actually, it's only used this one time in the New Testament, but it's used uh, a, a few times in the Septuagint, which is the Old Testament written in Greek. And it is always in a prophetic sense of the people that the prophet is talking to need to repent, cry out because destruction is coming if they do not repent. And so in this sense, whenever um, um, James is saying this, he's saying, look at your actions and weep over them. Cry out to God because these are sinful actions that will be punished if you do not repent. That's why it says, let your laughter turn into sadness and let your joy become gloom. 
He's like, it's not that, that we shouldn't be happy, we shouldn't be joyous, we shouldn't laugh, we shouldn't enjoy life. He says, but the sins that we have committed in our lives, man, should break us down so much so that we are broken over them and weary and weeping. This is what it means to humble ourselves before the Lord. This is what it means to show humility before the Lord. And when we do this, man, that is when the joy comes. That is when the, the goodness comes. That is when the, the laughter comes. That is when the, the, the love, the, the grace, he gives a greater grace, my friends. And he says that when we humble ourselves before the Lord, then he exalts us. He lifts us up. So what does this say about God? I think this says that, man, God desires intimacy with us. He is an intimate God that will draw near to us. He's an intimate God that cares for us so much so that he would call out our sins so that we might be able to have fellowship with him. So that we might be able to be humbled so that we can be lifted up. And he desires to lift up those who are in humility. What's to say about man is that we should be submitting ourselves before God. And in this submission that we should be sad over our sins, broken over our sins. But then receiving this gift of grace as he lifts us up, then we can have joy. Well, how do we apply these truths to our lives, man? I think today right now is that what we can do is submit. Whatever God is saying to you in the scripture, as he does reveal himself in it, it says that when you look at scripture, you see yourself rightly, correctly. And so, man, weep over those things that uh, he is revealing to you in your sin today. Weep over those things. I think that's the application. Weep over those sins. Humble ourselves before him. Then he will lift us up then we can receive the grace the greater grace I thank you guys for listening and I'll see you on the next episode